Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 236 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Heather DeBus. Thank you, Heather. Thanks, Thank Heather. you. Well, friends, we've come to another chapter that is a million years long. <laughs> so today we will be discussing part one of three parts of chapter 14 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Felix Felicis. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to get lucky through the details. <laughs> Was there any other... Thing I could have said. <laughs> no. All right. But before we get into any of that, we have some weekly profit news from Megan's Lost Mouse Tail. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So last week we announced that we will be attending Books, Gowns, and Crowns. I had a question that I wanted to pose. Should we go and see... Cursed Child in San Francisco. I mean, we're already all the way out there, right? Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> I was thinking about that. And then also just, again, putting out a little call for, does anybody have or know of any other Potter-related things out in the Pacific Northwest that we could, like, tag on to this trip? So, like, it could be Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, is there oh. anything that those peeps over there know of you that know we should I, go see? You know what I heard of? What? That people um, were rushing there to find some gold. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> the gold rush? You're not getting it. Oh my I thought God. you said golf. I thought you said gulls, <laughs> like seagulls. And I was like, seagulls? I was like, I know this is a joke, but I don't I know. Get I was it. like, I know you're joking, but I'm really trying to get it. Oh god. Tiffany, you're, you're fired. No. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. We should totally go to Forks. Oh man. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Can we recreate the spider monkey ske skein? Scene? Yes. That's how scene should be said. Skein. Skein. You better hold on tight, spider monkey. I say it out loud i hate that with like every fiber <laughs> of my being it makes me want to hurl 
But anyway. I will say, I did enjoy reading those books when I was oh, reading them. Oh, me too. The I like time. the movies a lot. They're, they're all right. Um, another thing I wanted to tell everybody about for any of our Central Florida or just Florida listeners... Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix Live in Concert is coming to the Walt Disney Theater, which is in Dr. Phillips, and it is happening in June. Tickets are on sale, so I guess it was originally in March, and it got pushed to June, so if you like had tickets for March, they're still valid for June, but they still have tickets available, and Katie and I will be going, so I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Katie and I have seen Sorcerer's Chamber and Prisoner. We missed Goblet, though. I don't know, like... With the pandemic and everything, like it was kind of like a, in Ohio, it was like every year it came to Akron for like three years in a row and it all turned, it like was going in order. And then just with like everything going on the past couple of years, somehow we missed Goblet of Fire. So I'm a little bit bummed about that. But I love the music in Order of the Phoenix. So I am like super stoked. Oh, yeah, you're to right. To see the music from Order get performed live. So. Anyway, if anybody's going to that, shoot us a message. The That'd music cool. from Order of the Phoenix just brings me to the parks. Yeah, same. It's highly the, used there. Yep. Exactly what I thought of. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is awful because, like, that's Isn't our that, least. Like, yeah, it's our least favorite yeah. person's yeah. theme song. But the music is but it's so such iconic. Fun music. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. It is. Believe very it's. Good. Nicholas Hooper. I think, I think. You're probably correct. I hope I'm not wrong, but I think he did five and six. Sure. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Make sure <Still> that you. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends, because if you like it, then hopefully they will like it, too. Hopefully. Make sure that you go subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Swish Flick Cast. If you would like to support us on Patreon, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, our live recordings, trivia games, Swish Swag Boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. Send Potter stories, any fun things, questions, concerns to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. What if we just had one, like, one spot that wasn't swishflickcast? Like, it was just something else just to throw people off. Like what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because <laughs> everything is like swishflickcast, which makes sense, right? But what if, it, you know... Swish and flick cast, like, right. like, like just a little different. <laughs> yeah, flick and swift. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, Tiffany, are you feeling lucky? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with I'm gonna us go today? play the lottery. I'm feeling so lucky. It's time for the recap. <laughs> oh yeah. I hurt my throat a little. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you're fighting a cold. What are you doing over there? I don't know. All right. Recap. We have officially now, or we are officially meeting, young Tom Riddle 
Dumbledore tells him he's a wizard. He kind of has suspected that something is special about him. And he has a place at Hogwarts. Tom is very bossy and demanding. And he scares the other children at the orphanage. And he's a thief to boot. What a great guy. Uh, Dumbledore still offers to help him get his school supplies, but Tom insists on doing it on his own. Ugh. Tommy just wants his mommy. (sighs) All right, guys, I did this summary for the first time ever, and I'm looking at it, and it's a little bit long. So I'm sorry. Don't apologize. You haven't even said it yet. You wrote it all in bold. That's why it looks so big. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Why did I do that? That was dumb. Just I'm undoing it. Okay. It did not make it any smaller. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the trio is off to Herbology. Harry took the walk there to tell Ron and Hermione about Tommy and the memory. They get to handle snargaluff plants today in class and steal their pods. Who would have <gasps> thought that this would be one of the first moments of Romine? Right? Romani for life. <laughs> they fight, but then end up being more polite to one another because they basically admit their feelings. Dean is chaser. Seamus is peeved. Practice is interesting, and we get to see Ginny, Dean, Harry, and Ron interact. And as they walk back to the castle, they see Dean and Ginny snogging. This turns into a sibling fight that is pretty uncalled for. Ron calls Ginny something, almost calls Ginny something pretty awful, and they basically almost text each other. And Ginny has some choice words for her brother. Would oh, Dean my. and Ginny's couple name be Dinny? <laughs> or Gene? Oh my. Gene. Gene? <laughs> Wait, I said Gene. Why did I say that? Gene. Oh, it's not Guinea. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> when you said Seamus is peeved, I thought it said peeves. And I was like, when to become one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Seamus. Anywho, let's talk about herbology, which sometimes I still don't like to say because it's not herbs. Herbology. Herbology. I don't know. Sometimes I have trouble with that. Anywho. So the following morning, Harry has herbology first thing. So he's unable to tell Ron and Hermione about the lesson with Dumbledore because he didn't want to be overheard at breakfast time. Smart move, sir. And as they're walking towards the vegetable patch in the greenhouses, he is able to fill them in. And Ron thinks that the idea of a boy, you know, who was a very scary thought. And I want to point this out because he does call Voldemort, you know, who. And it's been a while since we've heard Voldemort be called that. And so when I'm thinking about what we've talked about, the last couple of episodes about, about their trauma from their adventures at the ministry. Um, it makes me wonder if that had such a profound impact on Ron that he reverts back to calling Voldemort, you know who, and then my brain is like, well, this makes me think of some foreshadowing to seven when, the taboo is placed on Voldemort's name and it's Ron who is the one that delivers this information to Harry and Hermione when he returns. Tiff Mm. bringing up points in seven. Always. Bingo cards. (laughs) But, but it's just, it's, it's like subtle things like that, that the author does that like, sometimes you're not going to always catch that first time around and doing what we're doing. Um, 
I just wanted to make sure that we brought attention to that because it is important. Yeah. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> also, like, that was the first time that they truly dealt closely with Voldemort. You know what I mean? Like, it was easy for Ron to maybe disassociate right. a little bit until the end there. End of yeah. five, I mean. Because like, he's he's not going he he gets knocked out in the first one. Yeah. Um Voldemort's not really into because he's Tom Riddle memory. But even then Ron is Three, held he back by the up. Ron's held back in chamber anyway, even though it is the memory, right. you know. Yeah. And then three, Voldy's not hanging about. Four, it's only Harry and Cedric. And then he yeah. gets, you know, he gets his opportunity in five. So, like, he's on the outskirts the entire time. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's important. It's important yeah. to note. So today the trio is working with Snargaluff plants, and they are gnarled-looking stumps. And they're a project for the term... And you need protective gloves when you are working with them. So the wiki says, Snargaluff was a magical plant with the appearance of a gnarled stump, but had dangerous hidden thorn-covered vines that attacked when provoked and was usually best handled by more than one person, hence the little groups that we're getting into. They have fruits, my friends. Green pulsating pods (laughs) that are about the size of a grapefruit it is not small yeah that's big it is a sentient being um yeah there's a really cutesy picture of it on the wiki and they gave it like green looking eyes which i'm not sure why it has Um, eyes it just looks like their eyes, but I think those are supposed to be the pods. Oh, I see. But the way they place them, it makes it look like, honestly, it looks like a Pokemon. <laughs> well, what would this Pokemon be oh, called? Yeah. Stumper. <laughs> Stumper. <laughs> Probably right. Oh, gosh. So Ron doesn't understand why Dumbledore is showing these memories to Harry. It is interesting, but what's the point? And Harry says, quote, Dunno said Harry, inserting a gum shield, but he says it's all important and will help me survive. I think it's fascinating, said Hermione earnestly. It makes absolute sense to know as much about Voldemort as possible. How else will you find out his weaknesses? Um, and I agree with Hermione. It's always a good idea to know the ins and outs of your villain. <laughs> but I was thrown off by gum shield. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for looking that up because I don't know what it is. It's just a mouth guard. So, like, ah. if you see people in sports, football, basketball, I wore one when I played softball. Um, it's just a mouth guard. But they shouldn't called it, it? She called it a gum shield. Shouldn't it be called a tooth shield? Like, don't you want to protect your teeth more than your gums? I don't know, Catherine. But <sighs> it's gum shield. It's a gum shield. It's a shield a made out of gum. It's I don't know why appliance. I don't know why <laughs> I actually knew that. Case okay, smarty pants. Yeah, geez. well, uh, maybe it's because my mom is a hygienist. <laughs> I know yeah, all about good. gum shields. <laughs> Just ask me about teeth. 
Oh my There's a God. picture of a boxer that looks like he's spitting it out uh, on this website. So, yeah. Protect your teeth from Snargala pods and things. So Harry then asked about Slughorn's latest party, a little bit of a sore subject. Um, and Hermione said it was actually quite fun. Quote, I mean, he drones on about famous ex-pupils a bit, and he absolutely fawns on McLagan because he's so well-connected. But he gave us some really nice food and introduced us to Gwenog Jones. Gwenog Jones, said Ron, his eyes widening under his own goggles. The Gwenog Jones, captain of the Holyhead Harpies. That's right, said Hermione. Personally, I thought she was a bit full of herself, but... And then... She stops because Ron is absolutely beside himself about this news. <laughs> As we know, he loves Quidditch. And Professor Sprout is absolutely done with their chatting because they had fallen behind the rest of the class. Neville's already gotten his first pod. He's got a bloody lip and several <laughs> nasty scratches along the side of his face. Poor Neville. But he was he was successful. And the pod is quote unpleasantly pulsating green. So gross. It is super gross. <clears throat> the word pulsating is pulsating. like it's just not a word I I like. I've to read hear. too many steamy fantasy books <laughs> to take that word seriously anymore. I um I am unsure how to respond on this podcast. <laughs> Tiffany. Um <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, no, professor, we're starting. And then he's like, Harry, we should have used Muffliato. <laughs> and Hermione is not about that life. She she does not care for Muffliato, and it's probably directly related just because they don't know anything about the Half-Blood Prince. And so we're going to just do this lesson. So they all take deep breaths, and they dive into the gnarled stump. Uh, I would be scared. Yeah. Having seen what happened to Neville. <laughs> it's like a, a stump version of a Whomping Willow. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, what if they evolve into a Whomping Willow? Whoa. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it is a Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. Cool. It sprang to life at once. Long, prickly, bramble-like vines flew out of the top and whipped through the air. One tangled itself around Hermione's hair. Ouch. And Ron beat it back with a pair of something. What does that say? Secators. I'm looking that up. Hold yeah, on. look that up because I did not. That's a fancy word. It's probably like shears or pruning something. clippers. See, also, <laughs> I was right. <laughs> all I can think of is Snargaloff uses vine whip. <laughs> <Truly>. <laughs> and so Harry succeeded in trapping a couple of the vines and knotting them together. A hole opened in the middle of the tentacle-like branches. Hermione plunged her arm bravely, Gryffindor, into the <laughs> hole, which was closed like a trap around her elbow. Harry and Ron tugged and wrenched at the vines, forcing the hole open again. And Hermione snatched her arm free, clutching in her fingers a pod just like Neville's. And at once, the prickly vine shot back inside, and the gnarled stump sat there looking like an innocently dead lump of wood. What a lot is this thing? Yeah. It's a, well, it's a Pokemon. I mean, oh, we already right. talked about that. Right. Yeah. It's a starter. <laughs> it's the grass starter. Ron 
says that he will not be having any of these in his garden when he has his own place someday. And Hermione takes a bowl and drops the pod inside, and they are supposed to squeeze it when the pods are fresh. Gross. Ew. Yeah. Hermione then tells Ron and Harry that Slughorn is going to be having a Christmas party and that there isn't any way that Harry is going to be able to get out of going to this one because Slughorn is not falling for Harry Potter's tricks anymore. He <laughs> asked her to check Harry's free evenings and the party is essentially going to be scheduled around the famous Harry Potter. Oh my goodness. There's no way out. Ron is attempting to burst the pod in the bowl by putting both of his hands on it, standing up and squishing it as hard as he can. Oh, this is just Ron. And he asks if this is just a party for Slughorn's favorites. And Hermione says, quote, just for the Slug Club. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> So, as she says this, the pod flies out from Ron's fingers and literally hits the back of Professor Sprout's head and knocks off her hat. <laughs> I don't think that's the first time this has happened. Probably yeah, She not. doesn't even react. I know, she doesn't. That's like literally all it says. It says nothing else about her at that point except for the fact that Harry goes to retrieve it. She's like, it's pod day. Yeah, it is what it is. Somebody's going to get hit. (laughs) Uh, So Hermione and Ron are basically fighting now. Um, And she's like, I didn't make up the name Slug Club. And Ron just goes, Slug Club. It's pathetic. Well, I hope you enjoy your party. Why don't you try hooking up with McClag and then Slughorn can make you king and queen slug. Oh, my gosh. He's so emosh. Jelly belly. I almost want to be like, he's such a child, but like he is. He is a kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Hermione does turn bright red because she says, we're allowed to bring guests and I was going to ask you to come. But if you think it's that stupid, then I won't bother. Mm-mm-mm. And unfortunately... Hermione. It didn't take Harry any longer than that to go and fetch his little pod. So he like really wishes he wasn't overhearing this conversation, but he was absolutely overhearing this conversation. (sighs) So he's trying to just be uh, silent next to them awkwardly trying to get this pod squeezed. (laughs) All on his little (laughs) lonesome. (laughs) Um. So they are still arguing and Ron, well, but actually Ron's voice immediately changes tune and he goes, you were going to ask me? And Hermione's angry, honestly, as she should be, and was like, yes, but obviously if you'd rather I hooked up with McClagan. And Ron just goes quiet and he's like, no, I wouldn't. And Harry's trying to pound the pod with a trowel and he missed it, hit the bowl instead and shattered it. I can just imagine him like trying to hum to himself while he's doing it, like, ah, and then, and like just like smashing it so yes. he doesn't have to hear any of this. Yes. So awkward turtles. Oh man. Um so he quickly uses Reparo to fix it. However, the shatter has awoken Ron and Hermione to Harry's presence. 
Hermione looks flustered and Ron looks sheepish, but pleased with himself. Mm. Which like, okay, but also I think that this is maybe another example of like why people don't necessarily love Ron and Hermione together because like he looks pleased with himself for upsetting her. No, I thought it. No, he I thought pleased he was pleased that she was gonna ask, ask him. him. Yeah, but like the way that like you came to that conclusion is like you were being a bleep. You know what I mean? It bothers me. But he's a kid. I think it can bother you. I didn't read it like that. I didn't but. necessarily. Okay, so I worded that wrong. I didn't necessarily think he was he- pleased with himself for making her angry. I understand he was pleased with himself because, like, within all of that, he has found out she was going to ask him. But, like, I would hope that that would have made (laughs) him realize, well, maybe I shouldn't be so angry and jump to conclusions and, like, tell her things like go and hook up with McLaggen and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? But, like, be nice. He's never going to apologize for it. He's just going to like take his win and move on. And I think that's what is annoying. But also thinking back to like, I don't know, I'm super in a just like weird situation. No offense, Katie. But like when it comes to relationships, because like I didn't really experience the whole like annoying 15, 16, 17, 18 year old like angsty relationship stuff you know what i mean you're well, welcome lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> no i get i get what you're saying 100 percent. and this being a book of its time it's where people uh toted around the phrase well if they're mean to you they like you mm. for sure and i hate that yeah yeah i also yeah. um Sive in the chat said, I think Ron pushes out suggestions like Hermione going with McLaggen to kind of prepare himself for being disappointed. Uh, Like it's misguided and toxic, but it's self-defense. For sure. Uh, sure. That makes sense. Which I get, but it's still toxic. I feel like he just he just feels like he can't win like anything. He does. Um, I mean, that's just how if you just go back to his Miravera said, like. He feel right. he just feels like the underdog in every aspect of his life. Yeah, I super agree, and I think this is kind of what I was getting at, like with what Jess just said in the chat too. Pleased with himself is a weird way to phrase it. I think that that yeah. line yeah. It just kind of like it's not a good one. Annoyed me. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, but he is. He is. But he is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So Hermione asks Harry to hand the pot over. She said they're supposed to puncture it with something sharp. So Harry passes it to her, and he and Ron both snapped their goggles over their eyes and dived back to the stump to try to get another pod. Um, Puncture the pulsating pod. Stop it. (laughs) I love alliteration. (laughs) Um, So Harry at this point is kind of in his head, and he's just thinking, like, this doesn't necessarily surprise him, the whole Ron and Hermione thing. But he's also not really sure how he feels about it because there could be two situations potentially. I mean, there's also a third situation, which thankfully it ends up being. But like he's thinking, okay, this could be really bad. Like they could get together and then they could break up. And then he's thinking to how him and Cho are just like so embarrassed to even talk to each other anymore. And like, can their friendship survive that if they get together and then break up? Yeah. Second, 
And I said, I think that that's a valid thought and one that probably keeps many people from dating for a long time. If you are friends first, you know, it takes you a long time to like take that jump because you don't want to lose that friendship. Um, and then he said, there's also the other end, which is like, what if they become like Bill and Fleur and they're just like insufferable to be around because they're so lovey dovey and all over each other. Um, but as we know, Ron and Hermione end up kind of falling in the middle and that ends up being great it also works out that they're like all friends together too harry ron hermione and Ginny. so they all have to put up with it together yeah you know what i mean yeah (laughs) yeah um so ron gets a second pod from the stump just as hermione is able to burst the first one and the bowl's now full of tubers wriggling like pale green worms boober tubers um no snargle of tubers snargle of tubers yeah so there is no more mention of Slughorn's party, the rest of the class, and Harry ends up watching Ron and Hermione closely over the next few days, but they seemed pretty much the same. They were maybe just like a bit more polite to each other. Um, but Dancing he's interested in those fields. What? Dancing around those fields. Yeah. He's more so now interested and in looking forward to maybe how they're gonna be under the influence of Butterbeer and the dark dim lights of Slughorn's party, though. Um, so we also now learn that Katie Bell is still in St. Mungo's with really no, no chance of getting out anytime soon, unfortunately. Um, such a sad tweet. Yes. And the first match is approaching against Slytherin. And he needs to find a replacement for her. Um, He really does not want to hold a whole other like house tryout for the team. I think because he's a little bit scarred from the last one with like how so many people showed up who didn't even play Quidditch. And it was just kind of like a free for all. Um, So he ends up cornering Dean Thomas after Transfiguration one day. And asks if he's still interested in playing Chaser. And he is like, uh, yeah, of course. Like, super excited about it. Uh, can't wait to tell Jenny. And runs out of the classroom. And Harry notices Seamus looking sour in the background. Because Seamus was still in the classroom putting his books away. And Harry knew that Seamus would be. But at the end of the day, Dean had outflown Seamus at tryouts. So, such is life. Does anybody ship those guys? Dean and Seamus? Yeah. Oh. Because I feel like that would be. I could be down for that. I'm sure that that's a ship out there. Gotta be, right? Oh, yeah. Magic by Phoenix says tons. I was going to say, they're just so close and always together. Like, just makes sense to me, man. Yeah. Morgan also says, I'll never understand why they don't have reserves on the Quidditch teams, which I totally agree. Correct. There's so many opportunities for somebody to get hurt, Harry Potter. Right. And like, why don't you already have these people like lined up? You and know practicing I mean? so that they know how to play with the team, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And like on, I know that in like professional Quidditch, you do have backups because right. there was that one, there's like this one game that went on World for Cup like or something or, months oh, no, or no. something That's and they right. had to keep like bringing in replacements so that players could rest. Yeah. But yeah. so why wouldn't a school have like, I don't want one of each, right? That's crazy. Or at least like pick like two people that are pretty well rounded. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wasn't the author tired of writing about Quidditch, though? She yeah. hated writing about Quidditch. Yeah, that's probably why there's a lot of gaps in Quidditch. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this fun sport in this first book. I don't know if anybody ever is going to buy it. And, and the, I'm going to write people some more. Loved it. Oh, now it's like a legit sport. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I have to make rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a um, <laughs> Oh, also, before Dean runs away, he Harry tells him that practice is tonight at seven. Yay. And uh, he sprints from the room and leaves Harry and Seamus alone, which is a little awkward, a little uncomfortable. Sounded like you were going to say he sprinted from the loo. Huh. From the loo. From the loo. Uh, so it's not just, uh, I almost read his name really wrong. It's not just Seamus who's upset. Did you about, almost say Seamus? Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> about <laughs> who Harry picked us up for Katie. Um, there's like a lot of muttering in the common room. Because Harry had now chosen two of his classmates for the team. But I want he... everybody to know that Katie just rolled her eyes like I did. <laughs> it's dumb. They did yeah. a fair tryout. You know I what I agree. mean? Yeah. Um, but Harry thinks to himself, like, I've really heard worse mutterings about myself for like every year I've been here, so it True. really doesn't bother me. Um heard. Yeah, but there's still pressure like a drip, drip, drip. to win against Slytherin and (laughs) he makes a really good point he thinks if Gryffindor wins the whole house is going to forget that they ever criticized him and they're going to swear they knew that it was a great team all along and if they lost well he still endured worse mutterings so whatever I thought you raised your hand nope sorry sorry. just chewing my fingers (laughs) Yep. Um, so once they get out on the pitch, Harry doesn't regret his choice to pick Dean at all because he flies very well and he works very well with Ginny and Demelza. I love her name. Demelza's awesome. That's a cool name. And also Jimmy Peaks. And don't uh, mess with Jimmy Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> and Coot. What's Coot's first name? I forget. Oh, Isn't it no. Michael or something? I don't know. Uh, they were getting better all the time. You just pulled that out of your butt. <laughs> Is it Michael? I don't know. <laughs> Is, Is it? it? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, they're getting better all the time. The only problem is weep womp Ronald Weasley. It's Richie. <laughs> You're joking. It is. It's a Richie. Don't mess with Jimmy and Big Rich. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the new episode title. <laughs> Yo, they call me Ice. <laughs> I told you. Her name is Ice. This is Ice. Her name is Oh my god, one Halloween I should grow my hair, like let my hair grow and like in the need of a haircut. Yes! And then just do it for that night and then buzz it off. I should be Ice for Halloween. You guys, you guys should be both of them. Oh it my should god. be a couple's costume. Please. I will totally Our do friends that. Sarah and Peter did that one year. Oh, you're right. You're <laughs> oh right. Oh my god. Oh my god. So funny. That's hilarious. Oh my god. Where the heck was I? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The only problem on the team is Ron. And Harry knows he's an inconsistent player, but it's due to his nerves and his lack of confidence. He just gets really caught up in his own head. Um, and the thought of this game against Slytherin seems to have really brought out all his old insecurities. He let in half a dozen goals. Side note, most scored by Ginny. 
kind of like a little precursor to her joining a professional Quidditch team later on. Um, She's BA. Yeah. And his technique becomes so wild, he punches poor Demelza right in the mouth. And he shouts his apologies, of course, but she's dripping blood everywhere. And Ginny goes, you prat, Ron, look at the state of her. And uh, Harry fixes her up with a pisky, which... Who we learned that from? Tonks in this yep. book? Yeah. A pisky. Um, yeah. And tries to tell Ginny, don't call Ron a Pratt because you're not the captain of the team. And she says, well, you seem too busy to call him a Pratt and I thought someone should. And he has to try really hard not to laugh. I feel bad for that, though. Like, he didn't mean to punch her in the face. Like, right. it was clearly an accident. He's like, very well, flustered. Calm down, Ginny. It's going to be fine. Yeah. But I get that that's like the brother and sister like things that they have and whatever, blah, blah, blah. I am enjoying like, although it gets very awkward turtle here in a minute, but I am enjoying like seeing the sibling relationship between Ginny and Ron because before now, like Ginny was kind of just like a shadow in the books. We really did not see yeah. a lot of her, but now we're seeing a lot more. And I'm also really loving like this blooming friendship and relationship we see between Ginny and Harry. Um, his little inner monster is going to come out here soon. We haven't seen him yet. But, like, right now, I'm just really enjoying it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So, overall, it's the worst practice they've had all term. But Harry, as the good captain he is, bracingly tells everyone, good work, I really think we're going to flatten Slytherin. Oh, my God. And Ron tells him, I played like a sack of dragon dung. And Harry goes, no, you didn't. You're the best keeper I tried out, Ron. Your only problem is nerves. And he pumps him up and encourages him, all the way back up to the castle, which is really sweet. And Ron did look more cheerful, but uh, he's just really not having the best day because they take a shortcut to uh, Gryffindor Tower. It's called Makeout Lane. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the Snog Alleyway. And they see Dean. Snog Turn Alley. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like even like behind a curtain and <laughs> snog turn alley how do we have like three good episode titles dodgy place <laughs> don't want to go skulking around there oh my god i'll go i'll go there <laughs> Meg's like i've been there a time or two <laughs> Yeah, it's called actual Nocturne Alley at Diagon Alley in <laughs> Wizarding World. <laughs> it is quite dark. It is quite dark in there. <laughs> and cool. Yes. Fun fact, I've taken many a nap in Nocturne Alley. I legitimately <laughs> have as well. Yep. It's a good um, napping spot. Oh, my God. What happened? Anyway. Um, so they take a shortcut. They see Dean and Ginny snogging. They are locked in a close embrace and kissing fiercely as though glued together. (laughs) (laughs) Playing some good old tonsil hockey. (laughs) There's this place in Disney Springs called, what's the Irish place? Raglan Road. Yeah. And on the side, there's like an outdoor bar and it says tonsil tickler and every time i see it i'm like no i need that to go away oh my I god need it to go it's away. just like about drink yeah like it's like supposed to make your mouth like happy meant to be about I, but it's I just can't. like who? awkward who yeah every time there? i see it i'm like no paint over it <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um so cue the inner hairy monster 
that I'm kind of in love with. I think it's like a really interesting way to describe your feels on the inside. Yeah. Um, so I'll read from the book. It was as though something large and scaly erupted into life in Harry's stomach, clawing at his insides. Hot blood seemed to flood his brain so that all thought was extinguished, replaced by a savage urge to jinx Dean into a jelly. Wrestling with this sudden madness, he heard Ron's voice as though from a great distance away. So Ron yells, Oi! And they break Oi! apart. And Ginny's just like, what? Which I love because, <laughs> so what? We're snogging in Snogturn Alley. Get a life. <laughs> and Ron says, I don't want to find my own sister snogging people in public. And Ginny says, this is just a deserted corridor till you came butting in. And poor Dean, like he looks embarrassed, but he tries to give Harry like a shifty grin, which is like kind of cute. And Harry does not return it. Nope. He's wrestling with that newborn monster um, that's telling him to fire Dean from the team. <laughs> so Dean tries to get Ginny to go back to the common room and she goes, no, you go. I want to have a word with my dear brother. And I totally forgot about this and I do not like it at all. It's a severe low for me for Ron. Yeah. Um, but I love how Ginny goes like totally BA. She goes right and tosses her hair out of her face. She's glaring at Ron. Let's get this straight once and for all. It is none of your business who I go out with or what I do with them, Ron. And Ron says, yes, it is. Do you think I want people saying my sister's a... Uh? And Ginny goes, a what? And draws her wand. A what exactly? Um, and Harry says, he doesn't mean anything, Ginny. Though the monster was roaring its approval of Ron's words. Not okay. Not okay. I can't stand this. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not sorry. Just because a woman decides to kiss someone does not make her what I'm assuming is going to be a th four-letter word that starts with an S. Yeah. It's or reminds me so much of like the media's take on Taylor Swift. It's the media's take on all but like all women. All women. Yeah, all women. It's, but it's everyone's just like take that on specific all situation. Women. It just makes me so angry. It's just like, not okay. Great for Dean. Ginny's a you know what. Right. You know, it's always like a double standard. And mm -hmm. it and it happens like that whether you're talking about snogging or like I saw something about motherhood today and it was a dad walking through the door with like fast food and under it it said fun dad. And then on the other side, it was a mom walking through the door with fast food. And it said, lazy mom. And I was like, holy mm -hmm. moly, this is what our society has done with standards. Yeah. Yep. And like. It I, makes me irate. Like, yeah. it makes me so mad. So <sighs> check yourself if you see yourself thinking these things. If you think these things. It's okay to grow from them and acknowledge that you think these things and reroute your thoughts. And, and I like about to growth. think that Ron yeah. does that. It's just hard to read this. Yeah. Um, it's hard to read this like being older. Yeah. I mean, when I was reading this the first time, it was very real and very much like at my level for that age because it was like felt relatable almost in terms of like what I'd heard about like other girls at my school or something like that so like to me and also at that time I wasn't necessarily um aware of the fact of like 
how we should be changing our verbiage. Like mm-hmm. that's more so something that has come into conversation more often, unfortunately, when I was older, not then. So like now people are more aware of watching what you say and watching how you perceive things and women. Um, so it's just like harder to read this scene now than it yeah. was then. Still taking into account that he's a 16 year old. Right. And like, I get like, yes, it is very realistic. That is something that a 16 year old would say or throw in someone's face. But yeah. I think even now, uh, 16 year olds in this day and age, I hope are more aware of those things than they were when we were 16. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, and and addressing these things doesn't make people soft. We hear that term a lot while people calling other people out for things. And just because it wasn't like it was back in the day or you don't get offended by that doesn't mean that it's something that shouldn't be brought to light and corrected. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's what we're all trying to do as a society is call people out on their BS, their Bob shorts, and correct the things that have been wrong for years. Yeah, a thousand percent. Like just because... Just because I heard those things whenever I was 16 and they were more, quote, normal, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that never meant that I was okay with hearing those things. It's just unfortunate that I heard them more often and especially pertaining to women still hear them. And people our age now. still project those things because that's what we grew up with. And some For people sure. never opened their minds and their eyes and grew out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going back to Taylor Swift, people absolutely dumped all over her for dating. For Mm -hmm. dating. Mm -hmm. Right. For dating. Yes, people are going to date. Right. Goodness. Get out. Go take several seats. Can't. (laughs) She can't also write about her feelings just like men also do, but are allowed to. God, all she does is write breakup songs. You know who else does? You know who else does? Ed Sheeran. Mm hmm. All he writes is breakup songs. And every country artist ever. And every other artist, period. That's what you write about. You write about your feels. You write Mm -hmm. about love, whether it's like happy love or breakup. Like that is mostly what almost all songs are about. Good. Literally. Last thing I'll say about this topic for now, at least in this. Let's talk about Taylor Swift more. (laughs) (laughs) Is that if someone does call you out on something. Try not, like, I know that as a human being, like, your natural thing is to maybe be defensive because you don't want to be perceived as, you know, quote, a bad person or whatever it is. But just try to think of it as, like, hey, someone's trying to bring something to light to me. Just try to open your mind to it. Maybe try and reflect on why they're trying to bring this to light to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, ha- let it have it be a conversation instead of anger. Yeah, for sure. Because all we can do is grow. And it's okay if you were once saying something you shouldn't have if you have learned to not do that That's right the important thing is growth. all of us it's yes. literally all of us mm-hmm. yeah Admit yeah I, when you're wrong yep. learn ask questions grow from it also look it up yourself it's not anybody's job to teach you mm-hmm. but if you have friends use teachable moments just learn just be like okay i was wrong who cares get better yeah yep Anyway, Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm just all fiery up today. I'm an Aries. Ooh, Ron, you got me mad. So uh, Harry said he doesn't mean anything. 
And Ginny flares up at Harry then and said, oh, yes, he does. Just because he's never snogged anyone in his life. Just because the best kiss he's ever had is from our Auntie Muriel. I will say. Low blow. This is also not okay. This is also not Correct. okay. <laughs> um, again, as a kid reading this, you're like, ooh, Ginny gets Yeah, that was sick burn, man. Right, right. <laughs> but now it's like, and she continues, like, she kind of just pummels him because she words. knows exactly what's gonna hurt him mm-hmm. so everything that she knows that's gonna hurt him siblings do this oh she's yeah. gonna say because she wants to hurt him right yeah yeah right uh ron bellows for her to shut her mouth he it's described as he skipped red and went straight to maroon um oh, his favorite color yeah <laughs> clashes wonderfully with his hair no, I will not, yelled Ginny beside herself. I've seen you with phlegm, hoping she'll kiss you on the cheek every time you see her. It's pathetic. If you went out and got a bit of snogging done yourself, you wouldn't mind so much that everyone else does it. This is also very insensitive because I'm sure Ron would like to kiss someone, and it's not. he probably feels really insecure that he hasn't if he knows that his younger sister is and like other people around him are. Not saying he should project that on her either, but it's just like a, it's a double-edged sword all around there's their their kids their kids kids and (laughs) siblings it's like a double whammy yeah it's brutal um so ron then pulls out his wand too so now sibling to sibling they're just gonna hex the heck out of each other and harry very quickly steps between them and ron roars to jenny that she doesn't she doesn't know what she's talking about just because he doesn't do it in public and jenny screams with derisive laughter trying to push Harry out of the way and says, been kissing Pigwidge and have you, or have you got a picture of Auntie Muriel stashed under your pillow? Ooh, I've got like awkward chills, secondhand embarrassment. I don't want to be here. Um, and that is enough for Ron. He shoots something at her. That is a streak of orange light. It misses her by inches. Ron, or Harry pushes Ron up against the wall, tells him don't be stupid um, and Ginny sounds close to tears as she points out that Harry's snogged Cho, Hermione's snogged Victor Crumb, which is probably just not doing anything to Ron's self-esteem. And she says, it's only you who acts like it's something disgusting, Ron, and that's because you've got about as much experience as a 12-year-old. Which, again, uh. this is probably very hurtful to him. And she storms away, just like we just stormed into the end of the episode. It's hard, because, like, I... Obviously, neither of them should have done or said the things that they did. But like, at first, Jenny is just defending herself, but then she just like keeps pushing the knife in deeper. You know what I mean? It's like you definitely like she definitely deserves the right to defend herself. And like, yes, Ron is absolutely overreacting. Right. She just takes it a little bit far. But again, they're teenagers. They're teenagers. It is. It's right on par. She wanted to hurt him. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just and she did. Sad. Yeah, she yeah. eviscerated him. Well, this triggers something in uh, him and Lav Lav. So, you know, <laughs> he's gonna make up for it. His lips <laughs> are chapped. <laughs> Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. He needs some Aquaphor. Yeah. yeah mia said i would have absolutely said what she did her brother was slut shaming her i'd hurt him back too i mean yeah i do think that i'm making a face because it's just yeah it's it's uh it's a heavy situation 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I know. It's like it's hard. I'm it's not hard. as quick thinking on my feet as Jane I know. Is, I wish that I would I, say. I, I would think of I'd all those things those. later. Yeah. <laughs> In it's, my room alone. <laughs> it's kind of crazy because, like I said earlier, we ha- we don't we haven't seen a lot of Ginny. This is like until book five, like end of book five, when we started seeing more of her. So, like, I almost feel like you're almost like, who is this person? <laughs> She's coming out hot, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think I I always love to point this out that we have to remember that like we are seeing this side of Ginny. Because she is very much on Harry's radar now. So Harry's paying attention to these things, which is why we're now seeing them since this book is from yes. Harry's perspective. Yes, yeah. you are correct. Thank yeah. you. Oh, I see something very good for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lightning bolt question. Katie asks, predict the craziest thing that happened to Sprout on pod day. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, One of the little wormies came skyrocketing out of a pod and hit her right in the forehead. <laughs> right between the eyes. Right between maybe, the eyes. Maybe whatever you have to get out of the pod, like, substance-wise, goes right in your eye. What if there was a dare that some kid was like, I dare to eat the tuber, man. And they did, <gasps> and then they got real sick, and they had to take him to the hospital. Wing. What if somebody got stuck? And they couldn't get them out. In the like, stump? What if they couldn't get Hermione's arm out? Oh my gosh. That's crazy. That's a sad tweet. What if the stump it. turned into a Bulbasaur? <laughs> it really was a Pokemon. What if Mine the went. Bulbasaur had the stump on its back instead? What if this is a precursor to Bulbasaur? Oh my gosh. It's a pre-evolution when you're just a stump and then you turn into the bulb. <laughs> I love this. There really is a Pokemon that's a stump now, though. Have you seen it? Oh, gosh. I'll look it up. <laughs> it's kind of it cool tru- looking. It's not as good as Trubbish. <laughs> it's a ghost Pokemon. I like Garbodor better. Garbodor. This is <sighs> okay. Phantump. Oh, I've he- seen that one. I'm trying Are to you putting it in the chat? I'm the trying. Discord chat? Yeah, I will. Awesome. Sam asks, if you were going to Slug's party, who would you have taken? One person from the book and one person from real life. Um, I mean, our real life answers are pretty easy, right? Yeah, I would think so. Are Mine. they? Are Katie? they? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Babe. I don't Katie's like, who are you going to take? Teddy? Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll take Iggy. I, I'd take Beady Bear. Pause, pause. <laughs> Um, okay, book. I'm going with Luna. Mm. I mean, I would want to take Jenny. I'm sure you would. And Snog Turn Alley. <laughs> I would totally take Jenny to Snog Turn Alley. Oh my god. <laughs> Is this like Katie's this year? right there. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like this year or? Yeah, like sixth year. Who would I take? I don't know. I feel None like you them. and Neville would have a good time. Yeah, I would take. I would hang out with Neville. I'd take Neville to Snogtern Alley. I'm sure you would as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Sive asks, "What does Madame Hooch do when she's not refereeing Quidditch matches?" I can I really think only we... think of like teaching first years, but like that can't be a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
trolling the hallways. Maybe she has to like. I don't know. Maybe she rooms. I don't know. Maybe she like is a coach of like a real Quidditch team and like Hogwarts is just a side thing. Maybe she has a part time job in Hogsmeade. Everyone's yeah. got that side hustle these days, you know. Maybe she yeah. commentates for games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she's creating her own broom. What would yeah. it be called? Just the hooch. The hooch. Hit the hooch. <laughs> um, K Star asks if you were Harry, what would you think about Hermione and Ron? I think I would have the same insecurities as him. I would be worried about their friendship getting. I mean, they've got a good thing going, you know, it's always so hard when they fight too. like this is not the first time. And he's miserable when they do fight. So it's like kind of terrifying. Like, what if they do go out? What if it ends poorly? And then this is done forever. Right. And he has to deal with picking sides. And yeah, it's like when Luke and Lorelai split. You gotta e- either have the blue ribbons or the pink ribbons in town. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. That show is from early 2000. It's literally almost 20 years old. I don't care. <laughs> um, last questions from Kim. If you were Ron, how would you have handled walking in on Jenny and Dean? Honestly, I would have been weirded out and walked away. Yeah, I, I would have like I seen told it. My mom, <laughs> <laughs> I would have like seen it and then just like backed away quietly. I literally yeah. would have been like, oh, and walked away. <laughs> yeah, I'm non-confrontational like yeah. that. Like if you're going to snog, you do you. But I don't want to be around. <sighs> yeah, I mean, like I'm. I'm I'm sure a lot of people know I'm confrontational, but like that doesn't seem worthy of a confrontation. Nah, you do bother you. You do you. Yeah. I'd have been like rumor requirements on a different floor. (laughs) 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 Right. (sighs) You never know what that room's going to look like when it opens up and you walk by it. But it'll have what you require. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, All right, boy. Well, congrats to Sam Gryffindors. She got bingo. <laughs> Roar Alliance, baby. You like kind of got close to two bingos. Just saying. What happens if you three. get two bingos? You can always get the first one first. I guess you could yeah. keep quiet for a while. Yeah. <sighs> Way to go, Sam. Way uh, to go. Oh, house cup. Yeah, who won the house cup? Better be me. Hufflepuff. Darn you. Hufflepuff's kind of just beat out Gryffindor, oddly enough. 170 to Hufflepuff. This this game we have going on is like Quidditch. Like, somebody caught the snitch and we still don't win. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. All right, Katie. Fan story. Buckle up, kids. I scrolled for a while on this one. It's a a long one, but a good one. (laughs) So this one comes from... Well, I just skimmed it, but I'm sure it's good. They're all good. Right. This comes from Kelly Holcomb. Um, So originally I had found her first story, but what I've been doing, just this is a recap for everyone as well. um, What? 
Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad we're not on camera today because I would not have remembered to cover the screen. Well. <laughs> um, so what I do now is if you have say that you sent your Potter story in, you know, when we started or even a month ago and it has changed for some reason. If you send us a new email, I try to reply to that last email. Otherwise, just say like update or whatever in the subject line. Um, I'll pull your earliest one. Um, so like I'll search and make sure that I'm, you know, someone hadn't sent another email. So as I searched, Kelly had sent an update. So her original one was from August of 2019. Um, this is her latest from June 2021. And the title is, I'm sorry, the subject line is my mother's Potter story and Deathly Hollows. So I just really wanted to read it, though. I was like, I should wait, save this for Deathly Hollows. But then I was like, I don't want to forget. And what I was reading, just skimming it, I just really wanted to share it. Um, so here we go. My Potter story is not only mine, but also my mother's. Honestly, it's more her Potter story than it is mine. I wrote the story in a few years ago, but I have since finished all the books and have time to reflect on what Potter really means to me. I'm sorry if it's a little lengthy. Don't be sorry. But my mom wasn't a woman of few words, and neither am I. And let's be real, you guys aren't either. <laughs> oh! <laughs> true. Called out. <laughs> it's true. I had the first book read to me when I was seven in the second grade. The movie was coming out soon, and my teacher wanted us to be introduced to the story before the movie came out. Oh, I like that. I convinced my mother, Kim, to take me to see the movies to see it, and we both fell in love. My mother became obsessed with the series. We bought each book and saw each movie together. My mother even crocheted a Gryffindor scarf for me, and I was Hermione for Halloween. We held onto that scarf until it was lost in a move. Aw. I read up until the fourth book before being sidetracked by extra extracurricular activities taking up any time I had for reading for pleasure. I'm sorry, I don't know why I could not read anymore. My mother was physically disabled and had many health issues. One of the times she was hospitalized when the fifth book was released. She read it several times before she was even discharged. My mother's favorite books were undoubtedly the last three. I know this because in each book she wrote the number and date of every time she read it. Oh, that's really cool. Sometimes it was a tally and sometimes it was a detailed note of what was happening at the time. She stopped counting 10 years ago and I firmly believe she read the last three at least 50 times a piece. I'm not exaggerating. In the front covers of the last three books, she wrote a bit about how she received it. In The Half-Blood Prince and Deathly Hallows, she wrote detailed accounts of the midnight releases, while Order of the Phoenix, she wrote about her hospital stay and the birth of her niece. The books were heavily spoiled for me by my mom before seeing the movies. Oh, she was just too excited to keep it in. In the back of The Order of the Phoenix, she wrote what songs she wanted to play at her funeral. These weren't just books for her, they were an escape, and they were so important to her. The only midnight release I can remember going to was the last one. We went to Walmart for the midnight release of the seventh book. Even though I hadn't read past the first chapter of The Order of the Phoenix at the time, I still religiously saw the movies and I was so excited for this release and a little saddened that the journey was ending. Since mom had spoiled me so much of the series since mom had spoiled so much of the series for me, I decided to just spoil the end for myself and read the last paragraph. I didn't give her any hints. I was not ruining it for her because I knew how important it was for her. My mother was a proud Gryffindor through and through. I never met anyone who loved Harry Potter or had read it as much as her. She never got on Pottermore, so I don't know her wand or Patronus. I'm a Ravenclaw. My Patronus is a beagle. My wand is Vinewood with a unicorn hair core, 10 inches, and slightly yielding flexibility. 
My mother and I had a beagle when I was growing up, specifically when I got into the series, so it felt really fitting. That's awesome. My first and only tattoo is the Deathly Hollow symbol on my ankle that I got, so my mom couldn't be too mad at me for getting a tattoo. That sounds familiar, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> I might have made my first tattoo a cardinal so that my mom wouldn't hate it. Amazing. <laughs> she eventually warmed up to it. Harry Potter was more than a book and film series to us. We bonded over the adventure of Harry and his friends. My mom found comfort over and over again in the books through late nights dealing with her chronic pain and trips to the hospital. My mom passed away on November 4th, 2018 at a nursing home a week after my 25th birthday. The last time I saw her was Halloween. I was dressed as a witch and she was in such good spirits. My last words to her were, I love you. That's very sweet. It was so unexpected, I'm still struggling to deal with it even now, years later. It is not something you can just move on from. I was her caregiver, and she was my best friend. She was big and had an even bigger voice, laugh, and heart. She never hesitated to support me in any way she could. Even when I came out to her as bi, it didn't matter to her at all. She just wanted me to be happy. Hmm. After I graduated from college, from college in May of 2017, I got into a car wreck which delayed my career plans. I began rereading the books. I finished Goblet of Fire but couldn't read past the first few pages of order of the phoenix just like when i was a kid i tried to be empathetic but i just don't think i fully understood what harry felt yet i didn't know what it was like to be so personally touched by someone's death after my mom died i picked up the book and blew right through i saw in harry what i felt pain i read half blood prince in a few days already knowing what would happen due to my mom and the movies then i got to seven when i got to the chapter where harry is surrounded by his parents and sirius knowing he's going to die but surrounded by the spirits of those he loved I wondered if it was like that for my mom. If she knew that it was her time, I hope she wasn't alone. Reading the end was bittersweet. While reading these books, there were so many things I wanted to discuss with her but couldn't. Sometimes I regret not reading them sooner, but in a way I'm glad I got through them. Glad they helped me grieve. Each book feels like a piece of her and I feel so close to her again. Reading You'll Stay With Me Until the Very End always hits me like a ton of bricks. I feel so connected to it. I really believe she, she'll be with me until the very end. And even if I can't see her. After she passed, I found a photo of her by the beach around my age. And if I ever become a well-adjusted adult with a good paying job, I'd love to get a portrait tattoo of the photo with the ones who love us never really leave us underneath it in her honor. The books who love us, the ones who love us never really leave us. I can always find my mother in these books. In a way, the podcast isn't just a show for me. It's new interpretations of something my mother cared so deeply about. It's a group of friends who never fail to make me laugh. Every week, Potter is brought back up, and I think of my mother. What did she think of this or that? I wish I could ask her that, too. I like to think my mother listens right along with me. Maybe one day she and I will get to finally discuss all the parts of the last three books that were so important to her that are now important to me. Thank you, guys, for all that you do. Don't let the muggles get you down. I'm going to cry. Uh, Kelly and Kim Holcomb. Oh, my God. That hit me all upset. <laughs> That's like really. <laughs> Are we all? We're Ooh. all crying. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, oh, my God. Th- so I we are exceptionally sorry for your loss. And I can't imagine. But I just thank you for your words and for telling the, all of our listeners your story because I'm sure that people can connect with you on this and I just I don't know your words are so special Ooh. and I hope you get that tattoo and, 
Yeah, I hope you get it too. And truly, the ones who love us never really do leave us. They never do. Yeah, I I love that you have such a connection like that with the books and your mom. Like, that's awesome. I mean, you wrote it so nicely. And I'm still crying, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So I can't you. believe you lasted as long as you did. Because I can't like, either. Oh, <laughs> as you like, kept going. The last <sighs> as you kept going, I was like... Oh no, she's getting to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Who? Uh, I'm trying to find like a really good joke. But uh, honestly, Kelly and Kim, thank you both yes. for your story. Yes. Now my nose is running. Okay, let's see. Ha! Because it's funny and stupid. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, what does Harry Potter have with his afternoon tea? The sorcerer's scone. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. Oh, oh my god. You oh lighten god. the mood. <sighs> I try. <sighs> All right. <laughs> I was like, we should the look green up one. other jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wonder... How appropriate these will be. What did you look Is up? about snogging? Because yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Jokes about making out. A lot of them make me click a button that says I'm over 18. <laughs> so maybe not. Maybe that's not a good choice. Oh my gosh, no, this is funny. It says, never kiss your honey when your nose is runny. You may think it's funny, but it's snot. <laughs> that is that's a good That's me one. right now. <laughs> oh god that's bad okay i'm just gonna leave it at that one sure thing i'll tell you guys the other one not on the podcast um i lost the doc okay here it is if you would like to we would love it if you'd follow us on social media myself and katie are on instagram at the Petrus family Tiffany is on Instagram at tiffswish underscore flick. Tiffany, what have you been up to? Reading? A a lot. (laughs) So I have officially finished the first Crescent City book, and I am officially halfway through the second Crescent City book. Nice. I got it yesterday. I have not read this fast in a very long time. So did you not teach today? You just like put a movie on and listened no, to your book i wasn't at work today oh yeah <laughs> um so yeah so i've been tag teaming the second one between audible and ebook and i've been crushing it it's very 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 good uh what else have i been doing i was in new york over the weekend with family which is where i got this cold from thanks to my daughter um yeah as soon as we got there she was like sick i was like cool this makes sense this makes sense almost every year so we go we've been going on this trip for years now we go to we go to ski and and wine taste and stuff which i didn't get to do any of that um and every year since rose has been around she's either been teething or sick oh no the only year she wasn't was last year and now that we're thinking about it we were like 
hopefully you're not sick next year. And then Bridget looks at me and she goes, the baby's probably going to be teething. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <No>. they are. <laughs> it's so that's, that's strange because when I was little, my mom would always tell me like, if you get sick and you get sick bad, it's always in February to me. Like that really? was just like my February would always be the month that I'd get the flu. Yeah, it was just like what I I, always, my immune I would system get the flu was not every year having it then when I was That's younger. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder if she's got something like that. February is my sick month. Thankfully, I haven't gotten anything yet. Knock on wood. Knock, 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 knock on wood. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> so I've been Take doing that. Cross my fingers. <laughs> I have been. And I still, I love Beachbody and I'm still, I, you know, use their supplements and uh, have their online stuff. But like, I just needed something new. None of the program, I've done the programs that I've liked and nothing was like speaking to me um, within any of their new things. And so I have followed, I believe her name is Cassie Ho. Um, and she is the owner, creator, founder of Blogilates, which basically she started out having a blog with some Pilates stuff. And since it has grown exponentially, like she designs her own like yoga bags and yoga mats and water bottles and hats and things like that. And she's getting into clothing. Um, she is just like, I was telling them earlier, a, a ray of sunshine. And she's, I just love her. I love her honesty and I love her body positivity. And she has like this app now where she has a bunch of workout videos on it. It's very affordable. Um, and so I got it because I needed something new because I was in a major, major workout rut. And so I've done a few of her workouts and I absolutely love them. And they Good. fly by and they challenge me. And I'm just very pleased with what uh, what I've been doing. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's more, it's different than Beachbody in the fact that it's like, it's just her. She's your trainer. And it's just like, all of it is positive. There's not like any phrases that are like, I don't know what's a phrase that one of the trainers says, Sh like shake now so you don't shake later, a.k.a. Mm. hold the hold the move so your muscles shake, which is usually a good sign because you're really, really working um, and you're building your endurance. But the shake later part, we could deal without. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's um, why I can't really do workouts with Autumn as the trainer. I can't stand the stuff she says. Sh she is the one from that quote. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, so like I can I, I can do without that stuff like I've done like the body bee stuff and that's very bro-ish or whatever but I, <laughs> I, at this point in my life I need I just want positive push me but like do it in a really great way and this is completely her it's like the thing I got it's like $40 for a year wow what? Something That's like awesome. That. It's, it's cheap. 
That's awesome. And Does she, she has also calendars have like yoga for you? And stuff? Yes. And she has like stacks of workouts. So like if you want to follow whatever her thing is, um, you like click the day and she has like the workout stack and it usually ends up being like if you do the whole stack, it ends up being like an hour. Well, I picked like her leg workout. Like she has this leg workout and it was 30 minutes and it was awesome. That's awesome. And there was no jumping involved. It was great. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and Jumping. she's got this really cute, like, weight set that I really want to buy. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I don't own any kettlebells. She has these really cute, like, gold and pink kettlebell. So, I don't know. I'm all about her. I've followed her literally for years, and I've done her workouts before. Um, but this time, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna pay for it, and I'm going to do it. You can get, like, a week trial for free. Um, but I chose, I chose to just commit and it's nice. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's fun. And there's a variety. She's got like stretching ones. She She's literally got... just like does this in a living room setting too. It's her house. I think. Yeah. That's so awesome. And her dog shows up at the end. She has a little <laughs> dog that you're going to be obsessed with. Oh my God. Yeah. So like if you're looking for something new and you don't want to drop like a hundred and some do like Beachbody's on the more expensive side of things and you don't want to drop that much money do the week trial see if you like it and you can do like 3.99 a month or something if you want to do it month to month and you can cancel it at any time it says i am not sponsored by her um <laughs> i just really <laughs> like her i sounds like an ad but it's not no no one's paying me to say these things uh but That's yeah awesome. i just i liked her positivity she's, she's just got lots person. of challenges too that's mm -hmm. cool. Sometimes, like, Sometimes that you helps you be challenge. motivated. Yeah, like, yeah. I have found that having, like, me having these races to look forward to helps me keep that motivation of, like, well, I want my body to be strong so that I can do it and do it well and feel good about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, that has really helped me just having, like, a deadline of something. Yeah. So, so that's know, cool. Do, do with what you will with that. Um, Someone in the chat's asking me about Twitch. I'm not going to do Twitch. And the short answer is I don't like the way that women are treated on that platform. Ah. End game. Uh, yeah. I've seen way too many things on Twitter. It would have been great, but I don't want to deal with trolls because I'm 33 and I don't care. <laughs> so um, I'll talk to you guys about video games. I've been playing uh the new pokemon game uh how do you say it arceus arceus or something like that some people say it differently it's the new one tomato, tomato pokemon legends we'll say that i got to four star over the weekend i've taken a little bit of a break because of reading but i'm having a really good time and i like i like my team they're not exactly what i want i don't think but we'll see what comes along the way I started with Cyndaquil. Me too. Yeah. He's a Quillava now. It's a good game. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely beautiful. And I'm done talking about me. Um, I have also been reading, I guess. Um, I finished the book, The Love Hypothesis. I really enjoyed it. Uh, definitely just like a... 
It was, I mean, in my opinion, it was just like a feel good romance book. And I read it really quickly. I mean, like it took me like over a week to get through, but that wasn't because I didn't want to sit down and read it. It was just because I was super duper busy. And um, when I would sit down to read it, I read it in like two and a half sittings. <laughs> like it was a very quick read. Like once I actually got myself to sit down and read it, I like flew through it. I'm picturing Steph bursting through a wall like the Kool-Aid man. Like, how do you mean you like that book? <laughs> uh, I know. To Steph. I know. Katie, literally, I'm Teddy's sorry. tail sometimes looks like a serpent. Just like. I understand some of the issues with that book, but because I'm like so far removed from that world, I think I was able to enjoy it. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. I also started Love in Other Words by Christina Lauren, which I'm really enjoying. And I really need to and want to sit down and start the first Crescent City book, which is going to happen. Oh, I don't know when. We do have a little one night stay coming up at Bay Lake Towers, which is the contemporary. Mm. And we are going to have a morning with like some balcony time. So maybe I'll take that book for that fun so yeah my mom and her friend kim fly in tomorrow and we get to go pick them up from the airport and then we're staying one night at disney and then just like having a chill fun weekend um yeah my mom's literally only coming for the weekend it's gonna be weird i know (laughs) actually has a return flight yeah that's crazy yeah I can't believe you. What? Meg Have I not, not said on the podcast about... No, we have not. Oh, my God. Well, I'll let you do it. All right. We've got... We posted on Instagram. We posted hints about it, saying that there's some big changes coming to the Petrus fam. Not said Quite it on the pod. thought that it involved a child. Or some people said a baby, and I, I wanted to be like, no, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, just a baby with four legs. Yeah, the Petrus fam <laughs> is welcoming puppy Petrus into their family very shortly here. I'm, I'm super so excited. excited. I know people are going to be like, Katie, what? You're a super anti-dog. I'm not anti-dog. Tell the story. Okay, so we all know that Meg works at Starbucks, right? Why did we get a job at Starbucks? That was always the goal because we really wanted... <laughs> Mia, Mia said puppy Petrus. She's deceased. <laughs> um, because we wanted their health insurance because they are very LGBTQ friendly and they help pay for. They like fully pay for fertility. fertility yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, so you have to work a certain amount of hours, obviously, to become eligible for insurance. So we got to that not point. Obviously, it's stupid not obviously. that you have to work you a certain correct. amount of hours to get health insurance. But anyway, go ahead. You're correct. <laughs> so time comes. That's another rant. Time comes where Meg is eligible. We're signed up. We have insurance. And like, I don't like one day we just like looked at each other and we're like, I don't like we don't know if we're actually ready for this kid that we've been thinking we're preparing for for like a while. I don't know. Um, and then Meg just happened to say, she's like, I'm just even thinking like, like, what if we got a dog? And I swear to you, 
people might not believe me because everyone thinks that Meg puts ideas in my head or like she's the one who I'm going to just what's the word I'm looking for discredit this right now me and Meg talk a lot behind the scenes but she's the one that says things out loud (laughs) after we have decided it and that's why it always looks like it's her idea and her idea alone that's not what happens and I said to her I was like I have actually had that thought I like was floored (laughs) I literally because like she did not ever let on to the fact that that was ever going through her mind and Mm -mm. I never would have guessed that that was going through her mind because just however I mean we've talked about it before it was just it was not in the cards Katie just wasn't interested yeah Mm -hmm. um so yeah and then we we just really talked about it and we decided that's the route we want to go so we um yeah we're getting a puppy (laughs) he was born a week and a half ago and he's so cute and he already has my whole heart and I just can't wait I can't wait to bring him home (laughs) I am going to kiss that dog's nose so much. He's going to be like, get this lady out of my face. He is coming to Cleveland this summer for sure. So you'll get to meet him. Fozzie. Got a cute nose. Fozzie is obsessed with other dogs. Like he is, he was, he's so good with my sister's new puppy. It is amazing. That's awesome. He and he like meets this little schnauzer that walks around our neighborhood and he like play bows <laughs> to her. Obviously, schnauzers are the schnauzer is very small. Um, so cute. I'm super excited. It's just been really cool because like we've been preparing like in the same way but a different way for a baby. Like, there's a lot of stuff you gotta buy for a puppy, and we've just been like slowly doing that and we're pretty much ready um and i think like we're both just in a really good mindset for it of how things could go and you never know and they're all different just like kids so um but i'm super excited like we're just like so on the same page with it i'm really excited about it yeah yeah oh and his name is gonna be Fillmore. little phil Fillmore. Oh, he has an Instagram. He does. (laughs) Fillmore the cockapoo. Mm -hmm. So cute. Yep, yep, yep. That's all I got going on. Nothing big. Nothing big. (laughs) Just life changing. Just life changing. I don't know what we talked about. (laughs) Um... Hmm. But I feel like this should be um this should be for Kelly's mom. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Kim. For Kim. For Kim. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice. <laughs> Recording. Recording in progress. <laughs> okay. Where is my mouse? <laughs> I can't find my mouse. Babs, put that in the outtakes. <laughs> Where's my mouse? <laughs> I seriously don't Just know where so it is. Just so angry. <laughs> the it anger and rage. Move. It's right there. It won't move to the other screen. Oh, there it is. Remember it to go the won't. other way? I was. Oh, okay. <sighs>
Where is my mouse? Where is my mouse? Leave me alone. Oh, God. If we don't have an episode title, that's going to be the fill-in one. Meg's Mouse Tales. <laughs> <laughs> Meg's uh, Mouse Tales. Bye, Swishers. <laughs>